Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Eva Marie Lander. Eva Marie is a member of the Management Board and Chief Financial Officer of Daimler Truck Financial Services, GmbH. Her area of responsibility includes financial planning, internal and external reporting, controlling, credit risk management, and data analytics. She has extensive international management experience and has already worked for the Daimler Group in several different countries. Her team comprises around 300 employees in 16 countries. Eva-Marie is married and has two children. Welcome, Eva-Marie. It's a true pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Ulrika, for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here today. Yeah, today we speak about a topic that is certainly at the heart of many, many women, and that is how you combine an ambitious and really successful career with having children. And as the CFO of Daimler Truck Financial Services, you are in a leading position, a very important position, especially in a mainly male-dominated world at the same time. And you have a nine-month-old baby girl. Was it ever a question for you to not becoming a mother by fear of losing your professional status? So thank you for that good question, Ulrike. For me personally, no, it was not a question. I knew that I wanted to pursue both. I wanted to have family growth as well as career growth at the same time. Nevertheless, of course, one needs to reflect what you want and how you want it and what potential implications are. So for me, it was a reflection also what kind of environment I'm working and living in. On one side, I was reflecting or, of course, looking at the partnership and how's the family set up with your spouse and the partner and how do you plan to organize that? Um, how is also your employer in what kind of a environment are you working with your company? And I need to say that Daimler Truck Financial Services is really family friendly and also takes that into consideration. And thirdly, it also depends, of course, on the society, the community you live in, because when you look at it, daycare spots and other nursery places or whatever is always complicated and plays a crucial part for the decision whether and how you want to organize your business and your family life. And I need to say, I do not regret it at all. So it was not a question for me, but I think it's good that one asks oneself the question, what does it mean to me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And organize it accordingly. And I can just emphasize for everyone, it does not have to be a trade-off. Both is possible, but it goes hand in hand with work and some prioritization, of course. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine that it's difficult to find the right moment, yeah? Was it easy for you to say, yeah, now it's fine? Because I know that many women are always waiting for something else, a better external environment, a better situation in their role, a safer situation maybe in their role, something like that. Was it easy for you to just say, yeah, now that's good enough for me, the conditions are fine, I go? I would say on one side it was easy, on the other side it's of course difficult. It was easy in one sense because I said, I don't want to wait too long at a certain point in time because you never know how things work out, right? 
So therefore, I said, whenever it emotionally feels right for my partner and myself, we're going to go for it. I think there's never a moment in time where you sit there and say, hey, now everything is perfect. My entire um, environment is perfect. And now it should be it. Because you don't know if it works then. There can be, of course, though, be wrong moments. But that's something everyone needs to answer individually. And for me, that's why I think we generally reflected what's a good face in life, but not the point in time to have kids. Mm, exactly. And that makes it certainly much more flexible in terms of decision making. And I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone knows sometimes also when looking at your career, you do not plan out everything and things come out differently than you have planned it. So I personally believe in the mantra, you have a plan. And you know that there will be deviations from the plan. And that's why you have a plan, just to give yourself some orientation. But accept that things will come out totally different. And that's exactly sometimes what we're looking into also in finance, right? So being a CFO, you have a plan and you know that there might be some deviations and you need to manage around those then. Mm -hmm. It's a good analogy, actually. I know that many women struggle with being a working mom at the same time and having a great career because they set themselves very, very high expectations. And so they stress themselves a lot, put a lot of pressure on themselves with this. How is this for you now that you're back in your job? And also what was going on in your mind while you were on maternity leave? And, and how did you handle that and how do you handle it now? I mean, there are several aspects to your question, right? I mean, on one side, I would say I do not look at it purely as a dual role. I'm one person. And I have my life and I have 24 hours a day. And you split that day into different topics and tasks that you have. Yeah, being a mother, being a CFO, being a leader, being a friend or whatever. So for me, what I always look at is and reflect, who do I want to be authentically in everything I do? Because you cannot just change a uniform and then are a total different person. When I then reflect on how was it during the parental leave, I mean, there was a very clear focus of course, on the family work, let's call it like that. And it was great to be able to focus, but also to be able to reflect on certain aspects of my job. Because looking at things from a certain distance and from a bit an outside perspective also gave me new insights uh, and new reflection moments. So I could do some searching for other solutions and things in mind that I want to bring in now back in my um, CFO role as well. And I think most important is always that you are true to yourself, which is the most important and most difficult aspect of it as well. Being true to yourself, meaning ask yourself, what do I want? How do I want it? And also to adjust when you don't feel comfortable at a certain point in time, because you never know how things come out. And um, this is now my second kid. With my first kid, you know, I had assumptions how parenthood would be. But I had no clue, me personally, how it then kicked in in reality. And this is why I would say reflect, make a plan, but also then adjust and feel free to adjust where needed because you need to listen to yourself there, what works well, and adjust your working model, your family model, and organize yourself accordingly. You have made a really great career and you're perceived as a high achiever in your organization as well, what I know from, from also your team when <laughs> <laughs> I spoke with them. So I can imagine that from your mindset perspective, when it comes to your work life, which was before your mother life, that you have a very strong sense of performance, of what you want to achieve, and that you set yourself probably pretty high expectations. 
would you say that as since you're a mom that you are balancing this out a little bit differently or let's say that you may be a bit less strict with yourself and that you have another approach to what is good enough and what is in your eyes perfect for example oh that's a very interesting and good question i would say probably when you're an ambitious person and i mean ambitious honestly in a positive way because often it's linked with something negative and being an ambitious woman also But if you're an ambitious personality, you are ambitious, whatever you do. Of course, motherhood changed one thing. It strengthened certain characteristics and challenged other characteristics. Let me give you one example. Patience was never my biggest strength, and I would not consider it now being my biggest strength. But when you have kids, you need to be patient. They are not functioning like with discipline and work ethics. So being patient is, for example, I think a great leadership skill and you get also more flexible. So do I set high ambitious targets and expectations to myself? Probably yes. Still, it hasn't changed, but I allow myself for more adjustment. I'm not disappointed when things do not come into play, but rather realize from the very beginning that the target setting for myself might need to be adjusted because so many other factors come into play that I cannot foresee from the very beginning. What I can see, it's quite interesting that you have um, a very healthy perspective on what motherhood can bring to your life as such. Instead of having this attitude, which I see very often also when I have one-on-one -on -one coachings with women who have this high pressure because they put this pressure on themselves, it's more like I'm totally stressed out and everything is just a complete overwhelm. And you're coming from a totally different perspective. It's about what can I learn from this other role, from this new role, and what can I bring and what is transversal between the roles and how can I combine even synergies between these roles instead of seeing them as competitors, actually, of your time. I think that's a very valuable insight that you can just shift your perspective on how you handle these things. You also said a few things about, which brings me to my next question, about um, when you said, you know, ambitious women, for example, can be kind of negative in the mind of some people. And um, you also said that you have certain skills, for example, that you learned, like being more patient, which is something that you learned from motherhood. That brings me to the bias that we still face in many countries, also in Western European countries. I recently had a discussion with a friend of mine who moved from Germany back to Sweden. She is Swedish with her baby. And she said, it's just incredible because in Sweden, it's not a myth. It's really, really a totally different country in terms of equality. Because as a mother, you're seen as someone who has more competencies, you, mm -hmm. more valuable profile for roles high in the hierarchy because you have more competencies. Like you said, you acquire new competencies as a mother. And I think mm -hmm. this is a totally different view on mothership combined with important leadership roles. But in most Western countries, we still have this biased view on women who are holding a leading position at work while being a mother. And is there something that you experience in your environment regarding this bias? It's very funny that you ask that because the question itself shows that we are still living in a society where this bias still exists because you wouldn't ask that probably a man, right? You would not ask, how do you experience combining your career and your family life? Yeah. 
And that's the biggest bias, of course, already in the beginning. And it's not only Western countries. I think it's in many countries in the world. And it really depends on how the, I would say, general culture is being set up. Also, when you look at former communist countries, it's different um, than in, in other democratic countries or depending on the history of a country and cultural circle. And yes, of course, I have experienced that. Um, and uh, one favorite example is when I pick up my kids um, in front of the daycare um, and I'm still on a business phone, people look at you and say, oh, wow, she's a working mom and very busy on that side. When at the same time, my husband picks up the kids and he's on the phone still waiting in the car before he gets out. The comment is rather, oh, what a caring dad. So nice that he takes care of the kids despite him being so involved in the job. So that's one big example that you can see. And another favorite example I used to have is looking at diversity quota, right? Companies have different quotas, often to achieve uh, a certain quota of females in leading positions. Often they are below 50%. So just give it an example. Would you ask a man the question, what they think about a diversity quota of, for example, 75% for men? Right. No one asked that. So those are the biases. And I have them myself sometimes. I catch myself looking at certain things from my upbringing, from the cultural background I'm from uh, with that bias. And that's, I think, the challenge you need to detect when you are having such a bias. You need to detect it first and then see how you could change your perspective on it. You can quickly be drawn into it and like, oh no, uh, I'm feeling bad about myself because finally maybe I'm, and then we are back to the expectations. I'm not good enough as a mother because I had 100% there for my child. Whereas actually, like you say, if it's for a, for a dad, you have this caring, oh, caring dad. Wow. He's working and still picking up his kids at the daycare. How nice coming earlier from work to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And like you said, we all have that bias. I would probably catch myself thinking the same thing. It's about catching yourself, thinking it and saying, hey, that's not, that's not right. I have to recalibrate. And I think a good tip is simply change the perspective. Imagine you were the dad. If you criticize yourself, if you think one yeah. is not good enough, if you were the dad, would you criticize yourself the same way? Would you see yourself the same way? Probably not. 100%. 100% agree. Yeah, this re asking reverse questions also helps training yourself to detect such biases you have and carry with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's always a good trick to help yourself to step out of your own biases and your own limitations and to see things differently. I often hear from female clients that it's hard to find female role models. And I totally agree. When I'm in an interview where I'm asked that question, I always struggle. It's like, Female role model, who can I find there? Yeah. It's not easy, unfortunately. And in my opinion, you're a really good role model because you have this mix between both. You're really standing up for your authentic self, for you being a great leader, for your career, for being ambitious as well. You know, I think you're proud of that and I think rightly so. And at the same time, you fully embrace the question of motherhood and combining this very proudly. So I think it's a great, great way of being a role model. What would you recommend women who limit themselves as they think that they have to choose between making a career and being a mom? I think, first of all, it's really a personal question, right? And everyone um, should answer that for herself or himself. What I would recommend is try really to listen deeply to yourself 
and discuss things with your partner. Discuss your desires, your wishes, and how things could work. And I would not limit myself to a setup you're in and you believe that this is not possible because my employer does not allow for this or that. There can be different options and sometimes accept that you need to be a trailblazer. As a couple, for example, it's often not easy for men either to be perceived than as the one who takes care more and being uh, in, a, in an environment where most of the men are not really having many tasks at home or do not have care work tasks, let call, let's call it that way. So I believe you can choose your life. It's your life. It's your priorities. It's your journey. So be brave enough to shape it as well and don't limit yourself by the immediate thinking and environment you think you are in and bring up the transparency to whatever environment you're in, whether it's your family, your partner, your employer, your team, because only when you bring it up and discuss it, you will find out whether it's possible or not possible. And if it's not possible, then you are as smart as you were before, but you haven't lost anything. So next to that, I would really just say, be open and honest to yourself and accept that you can change and adjust. And also pick yourself on your own nose, right? And sometimes say, let's really go for it and not blame the environment for something. Just change it yourself because I think you are the one who can only impact really how your life should be. And if you want to go for both career and family, it's definitely possible. And I hope that by doing that and hopefully this interview will help a few women as well to make a brave decision and a convinced decision around this topic. Because we still have that problem that so many women in the most interesting years of their career in their mid-30s plus minus, when men and when they also would step up into very interesting roles, step out of the job and really step back then as well. So it's not just, okay, I make a break of nine months, six months or a year. When I come back, I go on part-time and I really take a smaller role. And all these women are dropping out of the system where we could have great leaders, great female leaders out there, and they're not coming anymore. And that yeah. is actually the problem. And well, Ricky, good that you mentioned that because I think there's also this parental leave or motherhood penalty one can talk about, right? Especially, for example, in Germany, you see that. And I think that's something really worth fighting for or transforming or changing. I think nowadays with the scarcity of very highly skilled employees, we need to take this as an opportunity to change the narrative around parenthood. And I think for companies, it's more important than ever that we show and accompany our employees through this phase of life. Because then, A, you do not lose talent, but B, you also acquire great talent. Yeah, when I look at a Gen Z, I think they are looking for family-friendly employers. And if I look then also at the diversity quota on higher ranks of a company, many females drop out because of exactly this phase of life and don't come back in. And I think that is something where companies can make a huge difference in society by allowing for more agile working models like tandem partners or job sharing for allowing for flexible working hours and so on. And other countries show that it's possible. It's not only the company, it's also a private call for, for sure that every individual needs to take. 
but it's also the community or, or governmental task. And I think there are many, many great opportunities out there. And I love to say, if we don't change it, who should? So it's our generation, male and female, who are now in positions as decision makers to change that circumstance. And that's what I really hope for. And I think it's also about giving men the chance to really enjoy their fatherhood. Nobody ever really talks about that. If you have one and sometimes you have a man who's stepping completely back from the role, like often women do, and who's not working for three years. And often he's looked at like, who's this crazy guy who's doing that? And yeah. for men, it's very hard to make such a step as well because, yeah, there's this bias. Society looks at them as if they were aliens. And at the same time, I think that many men would love to take just much more time in the very early months or years of their children with them if they wouldn't be looked at like that. And they have then probably even a bigger fear of dropping out of the system as not being seen anymore as a future talent or as a high potential, for example. So I think there's a lot to do in terms of, like you say, frameworks, politics, and especially the attitudes. And it's not yeah. only happening in politics, happening in all of us. We all have that bias. And I think we should just look at it in a different way. Yeah. Agreed, 100%. I think the best time for men is now. No one doubts that they can have a great career. And I'm so convinced that uh, they are great parents and dads. And it's great to be able to spend some time with their family as well. So to do care work and uh, salary work, right, at the same time. Doing that for men is also amazing, an amazing opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you very much, Eva-Marie, for this beautiful interview. And I hope that it inspired all these women out there who are a mom or who are not a mom, but who have a role, a very demanding role in their career and where they think, wow, this is a real stretch to, well, to tackle this differently and to look at it from a perspective of I am empowered. I can do that on my own terms and I define my own terms, how I want to live this experience. So thank exactly. you very much. You're welcome, Ulrike, and thank you very much for those interesting questions and this interview. Yes, and thanks to the audience. And if you want to learn more about Eva-Marie, you can find more information on her LinkedIn profile, which we will put in the show notes. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.